Welcome to episode 79 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we continue our Batman the Telltale series with episode 3. If you're listening to our show for the first time and you haven't subscribed to us yet on your podcast platform of choice, make sure to subscribe because it helps a lot. If you want to join our conversation about Batman the Telltale series, join our Discord. You can find the link to that at leftbehindgame.club. On the last episode, we were left with a cliffhanger, one that will have disastrous consequences for Gotham City. Harvey won't be the same after this. I told you I want the truth! worse if the Batman hadn't been there. There will be scars. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicka McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. He's our resident Bruce Wayne, Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about another episode of a great game. To talk about another episode of another great game, it's Mohammed Murtadi. Yo, 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 let's go, episode three. We have done two episodes before this one, episode 77 and 78, precede this episode. So if you have not listened to those, take those, listen to them, come back to this. We'll be here when you're ready. But gentlemen, quite the cliffhanger at the end of episode two, right? Yeah, man. Like, I think it was probably, besides the end of episode three, no spoiler alert, it was pretty much um, one of the most shocking ep- like episodes so far, although we've only played two. My, my memory is failing me. W- what happened at the end of episode two? What was the cliffhanger? So, very quickly, um, you had a major choice that you had to make in the attack of the Penguin and the leader of the Children of Arkham. Essentially, you had to save Selina Kyle or Harvey Dent first, and whoever you saved first had devastating consequences on the other. So, if you pick Selina Kyle, she would get injured, and then now we find out what happens during the injury. Or, if you don't save Harvey Dent and you save Selina Kyle first, he gets a light fixture thrown on his face... And his face gets burned in a major way, like Two Face in many other comics and films. I am I'm I'm kind of shocked, although I don't know why I'm shocked. Um, I think largely because how I played this episode and how it works out with Harvey. I just assumed that he was he was going to be a Two Face in character and not appearance. But it's good to know that if you play this game a certain way, you can get um, you know just schizophrenic Harvey. Instead of uh, scarred up Harvey, I was convinced that that was going to happen. Though when we had the choice, like save Harvey or save Selina, it's just like those Batman movies, and it's like who do you want to save? And like Batman goes to save um, Harvey, and then the police go to save what, the lady interest of the movie at the time. I can't remember her name, and then he becomes Two Faced right then and there. So I was I, that's why I saved Harvey essentially. But looking looking at the walkthrough, um, what you'll see, and obviously we know this now, is that. Even if his face is severely burned, the dialogue barely changes. Interesting. Yeah. So this is a choice that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter that much. So guys, what happens in episode three now? The state of the game is essentially Harvey Dent is now essentially the elected mayor because by default, since um, Hamilton Hinn got got murdered, um, we also have that situation where uh, Carmine Falcone was shot by the police officer Montoya. 
And I think the first thing that we jump into is the meeting with Harvey Dent and seeing where he is with all of this. Because he, I, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of had that sense of he wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to be the right new mayor. He wanted to kind of defeat corruption. And now you're meeting him as Bruce Wayne and he's all conflicted. Like, this isn't how I wanted to do it. Like, the, what, like what am I, what's going on, Bruce? Like, in, in my playthrough, he kind of seemed like he wasn't all there. He was getting really agitated, like really angry. Um, and one of the first kind of things he questions is like, you know what? Batman should be let loose. He should be able to deal with these guys all the way. I don't know about you guys, but did you guys actually like egg him on with that? Because I definitely did. I was like, yes, Batman needs to have un- like all the authority in the world. He needs to be James Bond, licensed to kill, licensed to murder, do whatever he needs to do to get the job done. Where were you guys at this stage? Like, How did you handle, I guess, Harvey's slipping, I guess, in terms of his like composure? So his ego is obviously bruised, right? So I wanted to treat my my little baby boy, uh, I guess, like a son. So I turned off the TV and I made sure to placate him and tell him everything was going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and and that's all that I remember from from him is that before I went off to see Jim Gordon, I just wanted to make sure my baby boy was okay. Yeah, I was um, still doing my Team Harvey playthrough. And um, so whenever the opportunity arose, I, I either gassed him up and said, like, you're the best, Harvey. Like, yes. don't worry. Like, you know, you're the best choice. You can do this. Um, and then I would also, whenever the psychotic little moments would pop up, I'd say, Harvey, like, you should go to your therapist. You should trust them. You should get some help. Yes. Yeah. I was. Pretty- I was always trying to push him to be the best version of himself you know yeah. like like you said jacob like a father i think that's kind of where is, is it almost like a pity kind of thing because like he did almost get murdered like all of that i was kind of sticking to my guns just like you michael from the very beginning you know let's make harvey not become two-faced in some way <laughs> possible let's try to nurture him and try to like do that um from there, though, once you kind of get them all settled, you kind of make an excuse to leave because you see a bat signal in the sky. And this is, I think, the first time you see it um, in the game, there's an actual signal. So obviously, Bruce Wayne's like, what is that? And shows up to a rooftop, which is a common thing in the Batman, I guess, world. And it's uh, uh, Jim Gordon kind of calling him to kind of make a signal. Hey, I need your help. From there, we learn... Montoya has gone rogue but under like the watch of Jim Gordon to try to help everyone because Jim Gordon knows that she was she didn't actually murder Falcone she was drugged and all of that and you're kind of put with that situation where like do you help Montoya or do you go after Harvey Dent who I'm not sure where did he take off he was like was he in a car chase or something to get someone I can't remember where where Harvey was kind of heading off to but you kind of get those two choices do you go help harvey dent with his situation or do you help montoya who's like at the chemical warehouse of some kind so um, with people two things there one i have a confession to make i made the same mistake i made in episode one and two with the xbox elite controller and i (laughs) did not have full trigger uh available so I, i died a couple of times in this the second is that I screwed up when it came to this choice. I didn't realize we had a choice. Same, um, same thing. Sa- exact same thing. Yeah. And, and Mo, Mo and I, we're on the same page here. Um, I went after Montoya because I thought yep. that was the only thing I could do. And it was only at the end that I realized that you could uh, choose to go after Harvey instead. And I was a little worried that like from the get-go, I had screwed up my all-in on Harvey playthrough. Yeah, I I was literally the same. Not like I had I when I chose Montoya, 
there kind of gives you that like sense that there maybe was another option, but I was like, oh, maybe there wasn't. It would have been more obvious than this. They would have yeah. like a go left or right thing, but it was on your bat scanner thing where you get to decide. And like I kind of didn't do it. Jacob, did you pick one or the other, or did you default just like me? And no, Mike? no, I picked and I picked Harvey. So again, <gasps> perfect. Following okay. Harvey Dent because I'm a I'm a soft boy who wants to save him from being two faced, and I guess it's not going to matter. But I did pick Harvey. <laughs> oh man. So okay. I I had a fun little thing happen when I went to save Montoya. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Mo, thinking maybe I think Mike... the same thing happened for you and I. <laughs> okay, so Montoya, in a nutshell, was just a spirit and didn't exist in the game. <laughs> and what I mean by that is when you go to like the area and you start fighting the thugs, you do the, the, the timed action events. And by the way, Mike, I almost had that situation because I just came from playing Call of Duty. Yes. I had to like, as soon as I saw like the down and like right trigger, I had to fumble with my controller and switch <laughs> it to the proper <laughs> mode. I didn't die. But anyway, so when you're playing this, you hear Montoya's voice, but there's no actual physical character showing up on screen you're just kind of seeing like a picture in the distance obviously it didn't render it was just kind of gone and it was for for me it was the entire scene there was no officer montoya throughout her voice was there she's talking and it's one of those fun little bugs of the batman telltale series we're we're knowing to love i mean if it makes you feel any better um i see montoya scene second after i go to harvey dent and in my scene where montoya is there's also an invisible montoya so okay game's a little broken i gotcha this is a consistent bug then across the game, and clearly not the only bug. I know we've talked previously about the assistant with no hair. We've talked about Jim Gordon smoke, um, but this is the one that really threw me for a loop. Just this one made me having giggle. like the spirit of Montoya around, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like the whole asset not rendering in at at all. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it's the first one where, like, some of the other ones, like the smoke, uh, it's like in the hair missing, it's like, okay, that's a mistake, but this one just blatant, just not there, it's hilarious, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. I want to know where you guys are now with Batman, like, who, who, what is Batman to you in this game, and why I say that is, after I go and met with Harvey, the police officer's like, yeah, he killed this guy with his bare hands, he said it was self-defense, and then the guy's, like, made a snarky comment saying, I, Batman would have probably, like, done worse, and he's like, and I responded, like, yeah, of course, I would have made him wish that he was dead, rather than, like, killed him kind of thing. I started getting angry in this episode, and I think it started at that point when someone was being sassy to me, and I know I did nothing wrong, and I'm a billionaire, and these people don't matter, <laughs> When at this point, I've noticed like whenever I hear a snarky comment, I hit it right back. I'm like, I don't care who you are, you like police officer or whatever it is. I am Bruce Wayne. I'm Batman. Blah blah blah. Yes, yes. So on that note, Mo, I've I've I was role playing two characters essentially. The first <laughs> is my my uh my Bruce Wayne, and my Bruce Wayne is cool, calm, composed, but also takes no crap from anyone. Like we're, the same, he, we're playing the same game. Yeah, he's confident. He's a billionaire. He's Tony Stark, but less of a less of an a hole. He's um, he's just like straight up not going to take it from anyone, but also you know has he's not quite with the like emotional outbursts. So mm-hmm. any option that was like very definitive, I was like that is that is my Bruce Wayne. And any yeah. option that was just like kind of a whiny child like reacting to the immediate thing in front of him i was like no bruce wayne has like genius level iq he's not like he's not doing the childish emotional outbursts uh 
my Bruce Wayne, I think, started one way. But now that my family's being accused of the most terrible crimes, I feel like I've now become this like slivel- sniveling little rich boy who's just trying to save his family's legacy. No, we're good people. We're not bad people. Uh, but my Batman is like taking out his frustration on the world. So uh, a fun duality that I've developed, but uh, definitely has changed since I started playing the game. On the note of you know protecting your legacy, we're going to get into a little bit, I think, as we go about that. But I think every step along the way I was like you know I am not my father you know my father might have made some mistakes my father might have done some stuff because I honestly don't know how you argue with the video that they show you earlier in the game but I am my own man and I I stand on principles and I have my own you know stuff going for me and that was the Bruce Wayne I was playing the Mm -hmm. Batman that I was playing I think deviated from I guess our standard conception of Batman, which is he's outside the law. He will, he will do pretty much anything but murder someone or kill someone. So he might bring them to the edge of death. He might horribly maim and disfigure them. Um, he might send them to the hospital, but he won't kill them. In this, I was kind of teeter-tottering a bit of like, Batman is still kind of that, but not someone who revels in it, not someone who enjoys um, making villains or, or you know, thieves pay. Um, it's just as a consequence of not having anyone else around to be able to take control of the situation. I was the teeter-tot. Like, when I first started, I was going to be good Bruce Wayne, do the right thing. Yeah, you have all this money, all this power, but be responsible, all of that. And then, like, maybe episode two, I started teeter-totting, but I feel like, I think after this next section in the game, that's when I took like a full step onto the other side where it's like, you know what? I'm taking this into my own hands. Uh, Michael, just a quick question about the way that you've kind of tried to avoid your father's legacy. Don't we end up always becoming our fathers? We, yeah, absolutely. We are, we are a, a reflection or a reaction to our parents in the most frustrating ways. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we end up. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Should I just share kind of what Harvey Dent's section, um, yes. what happens with Harvey Dent? So we talked about Montoya. So now with Harvey Dent, uh, you find that he's being chased by thugs. You go to the thugs. It's a very simple combat scene. And you tell, you either threaten the thugs or you hurt the thugs. I obviously hurt the thugs because I'm trying to take out my frustrations. Um, but you can tell Harvey what you want to do. Like, hey, Gotham's lucky to have you or I've got your back or be careful. And I think I've, I've just got Harvey's back all the time and I'm going to make make those bad guys pay. From there though, we get into some Wayne Enterprise malarkey. Interesting corporate politics. I rolled my eyes so hard at all of this. All of the Wayne Enterprises corporate politics stuff, I I couldn't I couldn't buy into it at any point. So I guess let's explain what happened. So first before I guess any of the malarkey Um, occurs you show up to Wayne Enterprises and you're notified by it seems to be the chairman of the board of Wayne Enterprises and she kind of seems like she has your best interest and lets you know hey we have a meeting you realized you weren't invited and it's because the board is trying to decide like what's going to happen with Bruce Wayne uh, moving forward is he going to have to resign is he going to have to like move away whatever the situation and I was very like calm cool and collected like I've done nothing wrong and like she's like I'm on your team Bruce like I'll help you out, and I kind of was. I was because she kind of gave off a very kind vibe. I guess I was very kind back to her, and I kind of let her do what she needed to do. But I let her know like I didn't do anything wrong. So 
Yeah, I did. I did not. I was pretty angry with her because. Oh, okay. Um, like for 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 anyone listening, I'm sure you can imagine if you're not invited to the meeting where they're deciding uh, if you're going to be able to retain your position or not. Uh, it's not a question of whether you're going to be able to retain your position. Um, it's not something that's actually up for debate. It was a decision that was made already that they're you know trying to justify. Um, so I, I did not buy that at all. I thought that was absolute poop. Um, so there was there was no way that I was buying into that at all. But listen, Regina uh, is someone who got set up in the first episode as someone who seemed to be very close to your family. So my thought is I'm I'm going to tell her because there's like a series of three or four dialogue choices. And I think what I wanted to do is like say I'm angry about this, but like I trust you completely to make sure that my best interests are in mind. So I think that showed my frustration, but kind of said, OK, Regina, maybe you do have this. Yeah, I had the one thing similar where I think I there's only one interaction where I said like I didn't do anything like you should do tell the board that kind of thing, and she kind of responded back like know who your friends are, Bruce. Like I'll make sure like this works out in the end. My thought process because we played that uh, Wolf Among Us Telltale, I always think like trying to get some allies, try to get something that kind of helps you out in the end. So let me be nice to this person because they just came into the scene. If they affect me in the future, let's make sure it's in a positive way. So it's almost like a paranoia that the Telltale developers have like instilled in me when I interacting with anyone <laughs> interesting so i i can already tell how our paths are diverging at the end of this episode maybe um, but before we get there wh- what ends up happening is the board vote happens and you are removed and who do they decide to replace you with oswald cobblepot the penguin Ugh. and just i think it was it was done very movie-like, where it was like, yeah, we've decided to make you like not be the president, and they're like, well, who's going to take it? It's like, don't worry, it's just an interim, he'll be there, and whatever. And it's like, who is it? And then someone bursts through the door, it's in a suit and tie, Oswald Cobblepot. Like, it was the most... He's like, howdy, sport, good to see you again. And you have the choice to hug him or refuse it, and I'm like, no, get out of my face, I hate you. Yeah, I refused it as well. Yeah, and like it was very like, come on, let's be mature. We're professionals. And I think is this one of the choices that we get too? Like the, do you like, what is it? He says something like, "Oh, you guys." I, I can't remember the actual interaction, but there was a situation where you are pr- prompted to either punch him or just like be calm, cool, and collected. So let's yeah. go. Well, let's doesn't go he one, knock one. something off your desk? Oh no! You know what it is? Because like in your interaction, you're talking to him like, "Okay, like I'll let you have this," and the Regina or whatever is like, "You have to leave right now. We'll send you all your things." And Cobblepot's like, "Oh, look! Here's just like it was a watch or some like glass covered object." Memorabilia, a, uh, a graduation gift from Alfred. Yeah, and he reaches over to hand it to Bruce and drops it before Bruce grabs it and goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, bud. Like, I didn't mean to do that. Obviously, he did. Like, he was kind of being snarky back, and I think maybe it was handshake related, like because you denied him." Or maybe that happens each and every time. I'm sure it so happens that, regardless. So, yeah. did you guys punch him in the face? I did not punch him, but uh, I yelled at him to pick it up. Okay, so you they got you picked the other option. What did you do, Jacob? I, I also told him to pick it up. Uh, I, I didn't want to resort to violence, but I did want to like show Regina that like he's a criminal. He has infiltrated, uh, you know, city records to be able to make his resume pristine and that he's a really bad bad man and i want my company back okay i punched him 
Not once. <laughs> Mo, I not thought once. we were playing the same type of... Just, just wait. So I get the option. Because I'm just... At this point, I'm like, I, I hate this guy. He's responsible for murder. He's responsible for all this stuff. I'm Bruce Wayne. Nothing's going to happen to me. I already lost my job. I have my billions. What is there to really lose? I'll probably get the company back even if I punch Regina in the face. Like, in some way. That's my <laughs> thought process in this. So I, I clock him once, and then, like, Regina's like, come on, like, whatever, compose yourself. And the option is, like, regain composure, punch him again. I clocked him again. <laughs> so I swing again. <laughs> so you get two options to punch him. I did them both. And then, like, I think afterwards, like, to- like tomorrow you have, like, the press conference. You're going to say that you're resigning. And I just, I just really, I needed that moment, and I was glad they gave it to me. Because I'm not on Team Cobblepot, and everyone's all against Batman. So I'm like, all right, well, come on. All you guys are against me. Let's go. Well, Mo, I'm glad you got your retribution because uh, really didn't lead to much difference. So I guess maybe we should have been more punchy. Uh, but one thing we haven't mentioned, and I, I guess it fits into another choice, is our interactions with Lucius Fox, who literally just starts coming out of nowhere in this story. I find like in For every real. Batman story, Lucius Fox is just that guy. He's the tech guy. We'll call Lucius Fox, and he gets. He's no- cute. Do you know anything about Lucius Fox? <gasps> I don't. Well, here that's the thing. Like I, one of the. Cool. For people that don't know, Lucius Fox is an employee, I guess, at uh, Wayne Enterprises, who's responsible for research and development. But he pretty much makes all of Batman's toys, from the Batmobile, the Bat Radar, the any, anything that he, Batman uses as a weapon or tool. Lucius Fox is probably responsible for creating or d- designing in some way, shape, or form. Speaking of Batman tech, I didn't bring it up in the last couple episodes, but I really want to bring it up. I really dig the Batmobile in like this series. I was not a real fan of the Tumblr in, like, the Batman, like, Dark Knight Rises. It kind of just looked like a random, useless, like, big-wheeled vehicle. It looked like a military vehicle. Oh, what do you do? It's not military. <laughs> we want Batman vehicle. Like, if it's, if you're going to use a Hummer, use a Hummer. Like, it just, it didn't give me that thing. <laughs> the cool thing that actually sold me in the Telltale series was the fact that it was a Batmobile, but it also converted into, like, a normal supercar. Like, the colors changed. That was cool. The Tumblr just jumped and landed. Like, there was nothing, and it had a cannon. Like, it wasn't, it didn't have that extra, like, wow, that's a superhero vehicle. It was just a car that could be used in, like, Afghanistan. You're a crazy person, though. I think there's more people on my side than yours, Mike, just like I, in most I, situations. <laughs> I think we should put put it out to the, the We're viewers, gonna do the a listeners, poll. The, the, people, the people listening right now. Um, join the Discord uh, server at leftbehindgame.club and let us know in the spoiler discussion channel. Um, whether Mo is crazy or I'm crazy, and I know all the people listening have really good taste, so they'll come down on my side. Getting back to where Lucius Fox, uh, how he fits in here, is you actually go down into his secret kind of laboratory by playing with the chessboard in your office. And uh, in that area, I think what you have to do is you have to like talk to Lucius a little bit, find out that all of GCPD's tech, communications tech, has been hacked. And that'll come up later, but beyond that, you have to hide all of his technology to make sure that if someone does come down into R&D, they don't know that, hey, we're making weapons for Batman, Bruce Wayne is Batman, what? Yeah, and that's that's one thing I think maybe that wasn't, I don't know if it was the case in any of the other games, but I guess Wayne Enterprises is like, I guess Sprint or AT&T, like a major telecommunication provider, <laughs> and is used everywhere throughout the city like the police radars are all wayne tech like um camera systems are all wayne tech everything in bruce wayne like so that was kind of the one thing where it's like wow like if they've infiltrated that they probably know everything about batman and that's one of the things that kind of bruce kind of figures out like we're, we might be all compromised like how the heck do we kind of move forward from this so um, the the question then is what uh what did you ask lucius to do 
um, Lucius says, hey, like, I, I can leave with you or I can stay. Um, what did you ask him to do? I asked him to be my ears in, in Wayne Enterprise. So I said, hey, stay there. I know it's bad, but I need the inside man. So be my inside man. Be my eyes and ears. And hopefully he can give me some information as time goes on. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, but it just seemed so easy. And I kind of wanted to yeah. pick, um, um, like, come work for me. Let's, like, let's build some stuff at my place because why have him there? Like, what's the point? Like, what are you going to learn, really? No one's going to tell him really much. Um, the only thing that kind of had saving grace after I made my choice to have him stay there is Bruce is like, make sure he doesn't touch anything in research and development. I'm like, okay, at least that's kind of a value of him being there. He's the one that's responsible, so anything would go through him kind of thing. I feel like if this was an action game, where you know you would get new items or new abilities that you'd be able to use this would be a really consequential decision but um i couldn't see a situation where you know lucius comes to work for you and it unlocks some technology that allows you to get you know a crazy ending that you wouldn't have been able to get otherwise or makes the game a whole lot easier yeah um so i thought politically i'm managing relationships in this game more than anything um I need to make sure that Lucius is keeping an eye on the Enterprise as a whole. So Bruce Wayne is not sacrificed for the sake of Batman. So um, from the decision you make about Lucius Fox, um, you go down to your Batcave again and notice that um, you get some recordings from City Hall and from the courthouse to essentially show... That Wayne Tech is compromised, yes, but there's a real issue and a threat to Harvey's life, and you have to like go and warn him immediately. So from there, you go to City Hall and you talk to Harvey, and he seems like very not okay with what's going on. Yeah, and I think it's it's he's slipping even more and more. So in the beginning of the episode, you can kind of see he's he's like conflicted with himself. There's a little bit of paranoia kicking in. Um, he always thinks people are listening to him. He's always not trusting people. And at this point, you kind of see like. In my in my playthrough, it almost seemed like you know what he might just be two faced already, and like then he needs one more push, and it's gonna make him go over the deep end and be that villain um, after this interaction. Because isn't this the first time that you you start to see like that angry voice inside of him start to come out? Yeah, he's not professional, strong, assertive person. He's more so like super sporadic and very angry. Yeah, like. It almost seems like a vil- if he if someone said if someone came and watched that little snippet you'd say yeah that guy's a villain he's a bad guy even if you don't know who Harvey Dent is it's just the way he was like projecting himself it was very I am bad I am gonna take over the world kind of thing um so from there um you kind of you get the newspaper and you're kind of figuring out like Vicky Vale the inner the reporter who you've been talking to and like giving information to got like an exclusive interview with the children of Gotham's. Um, Children of Arkham's leader, which sparks you to be like, there's if she got an interview, like we need to find out where it was, who was she was talking to, like you need some kind of lead to find the leader. That way, you can prevent any kind of tragedy from happening. And so that's when you, yeah, that is the moment that I started suspecting Vicky Vale of being really? a villain. Yes, because I was like that. This is like not likely at all, and this is the perfect plant. This is the perfect like. A way to get their message out without, you know, having to be exposed. Did you did you have her completely written off at this point, or was that just that first little cue that said something's up? That was the first cue of like, oh no, like 
I, I knew at the beginning when we were deciding between Vicky Vale and Jim Gordon, I was like, uh, like I don't know. It just makes too much sense to give it to Vicky, um, even though emotionally I know I want to give it to, to Gordon. Yeah. But this was the moment that I was like, okay, like she's playing more and more of a role here. She's not some minor character. And also this is not very likely. Um, so yeah, it just didn't strike me as, as, as something that made a lot of sense. Yeah. And I I didn't suspect Vicky at all. Like I was just like, Oh, she's part of the press. And like, she holds a lot of clout and power. And I guess silly me, because we're going to find out what happens in a minute, but it's, it is not that at all. So, we, we get to Vicky Vale. We're dressed as Batman because we made that phone call to say we're showing up. You know who this is. It's Batman, Batman voice. Um, and you confront her to give her you information. And she kind of puts that front up. I'm a reporter. I'm not going to tell you where my sources are. Like, there's no way I can tell you this. And I think at this point, I, the way I treated it was like very like you're telling me this kind of stuff. Like, I'm you're going to give me some information and there's no way about it. Like, people's lives are at stake. Like, you're helping these bad people. And the fact that she was very kind of like not willing initially to give you anything on like where you met with the leader that was my first little hunch but i still gave her the benefit of the doubt i won't pretend like i i thought she was a bad person i just thought she was sticking to reporter guns and not throwing away her sources but when she was like not going to give me anything i was like ugh, yeah something is there yep and then i think it's extra sketchy that you're meeting at Cobblepot park Oh, I didn't pick up anything there either. So, I I didn't pick that one up. I saw Cobblepot Park, but I thought it might be a famous park. So I, for a lot of stuff, I brushed under the table, Mike. Unlike you, where you kind of picked it up, I was like, oh yeah, Cobblepot Park. Yeah, she's being like defensive about giving me information about this murderous group that's just like gonna destroy the city. She always wants the truth, but like this is kind of playing a little too far. Um, mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. And at this point, she lets you know there's. This is where I met the leader. This is where I, we, t- we had the interview. Go to this location. And that's when you kind of take off and go to this, I guess, giant warehouse where you start doing your Batman detective skills. Um, did you guys know exactly what was happening? Obviously, as soon as you saw where you were and like the tanks, I feel like the yes. discovery thing was redundant and a waste yeah. of time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that totally. was. So I know in the past, Jacob thought it was really frustrating and hokey and dumb. Still um, do. But I, I enjoyed it in the past. I thought it was a nice way to break it up. This time I was just frustrated because, like, it was, like, a very linear one dot to the next dot to the next. And, like, you don't have to be Batman to figure that out. Yeah, it was, su- like, there was, there was a giant train. There's a sky train that runs through Gotham. There's a map. And there's tanks of, like, chemicals. Oh, there's a sprinkler on the train car. And there's a timer <laughs> that takes you directly to, like, the middle of the town. And Batman's just, like, touching his, like, chin, like, thinking, hmm, it's I like, wonder hmm. what they're planning here. Like, what's, <laughs> I wonder like, come what on, man, be. you're Batman. <laughs> it's like the plot of Batman Begins all over again. There's a train. There's a, there's a fear gas. This is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It was very like just, just get let's get through it. And that's when I believed Jacob. Yeah, it is a little hokey because you you kind of already know what's going on. And you're trying to figure out what dots to connect at this point to kind of keep that story going. Yeah, it was lame until you realize another train is being brought in, and who jumps out of the train car, guys? It's Catwoman and the leader of like Arkham, which. I still think it was Scarecrow. Like, it was yeah. this guy with a suit with a baton, and he's handling chemicals. I'm like, it's Scarecrow. And you kind of realize, oh, my gosh, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, is not on my side anymore. She's definitely 
like gone over the no, deep end. I, I didn't necessarily think she wasn't on my side. I just think like she's a mercenary. She does what yes, she wants yeah, for yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this you're case, right. You're right. Then, yeah. Yeah. There's some comment that Alfred makes of like, oh, like what's her situation? And you get three options. You can say like she'll work for whoever. You can say she's trustworthy, or you can say she's on the other side. And I'm like, the obvious answer is that she'll just work for whoever's paying her. Like, she'll, yeah, you're she'll, right. She'll play all sides. Like, come on, Alfred, get with the picture here. This is yeah. where it got 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 a little surprising though, because like you see her and then in the quick dialogue afterwards you realize she's just finishing a job she wants out of this project she wants to just go move on with her life and the scarecrow guy i guess is like batman the i know you're here i know jacob of arkham yeah but I'm, i at this point I'm i, I when you say scarecrow because we scarecrow. don't know yet i know i i am certain at this point it's scarecrow yes. based off of the limited information <laughs> we all so, thought that i think we all said on the count of three scarecrow on the last yeah, episode we did. Totally right. So at at this point, you he's like Batman. I know you're in here in this warehouse. Come down, or I'll kill Catwoman. So obviously, I, well, I chose to jump down and like show myself or whatever. And that's when you start almost getting like your butt kicked. Like this is the first time you see, I guess, some like other character really dominate Batman in a physical one on one like karate match. I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and like I was sitting there the whole time thinking, this person has to have money. Where did they get this tech? That they've got like rocket shoes, they've got this bow or this staff that can shoot like uh, an EM pulse or something like that. Um, like th- this, this seemed pretty intense. Yeah, it was like a giant, I guess, staff that shot like electrical or like sound bump, like bu- blasts that kind of knocked you away. And just co- every time Batman had like one or two good punches, he was countered and dropped. And like at one point, I think he he gets blown his blows his shoulder out with that baton. And he's almost dead to rights until Catwoman kind of jumps out, saves him, and kind of puts him there. And at this point, you realize that leader of Arkham, or Scarecrow, as I call him, <laughs> it's a serious, like, villain. It's not some, like, person who's just, like, crafty and can get, like, his knees taken out, like, I guess, Cobblepot can. This is actually someone you have to worry about. Or he's not, like you said, kind of, he's not, like, the mid-boss who's actually covering up for... Yes. Thomas Wayne, who's actually still alive. You know what I mean? Like, he's the bad guy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's the the person who's definitely, I guess, in charge. Um, Mm -hmm. So after that little scuffle, you get destroyed. You're kind of... You're saved, I guess, by Catwoman. And you head back to her place. She's bandaging you up. She's, like, making sure you're healed. She's like, you can crash at my place. Like, don't worry. She flirts with you. Yeah, she's flirting. Clothes are all, I guess, except for underwear, I guess, off. So it's very like setting the the scene for like is Batman or Bruce Wayne gonna hook up with Harvey Dent's I guess like girl or what's let me tell happen? you Mo yes he is yes of course, he Michael. is of course Michael uh, so I guess is that that's one of the other decisions though like do you like what do you, do you spend I, the night with Selena yeah essentially and I think. Ninety point four percent of Xbox players spent the <laughs> night with Selena, so obviously everybody wants to get some. But can I make a comment about it though? I just want to say that like this is I think the romance here is not hokey and it's actually well written. I'd agree. He, yeah, yeah, I I think so too. I I chose to keep it platonic just because I was standing what? firm that I do not want Two Face to become Two Face. I will not do this to him. And what does this game do to me? 
Of course, you fast forward the next morning, Harvey decides to show up to the apartment with like flowers or food or whatever it was. And you see, I think it gives you the option. Do you like come out of the bedroom or whatever? Or do you, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, cause do you can, not can do I anything? Actually, can I set the scene a little bit better? Yeah. So like you're there in the morning, you've got your shirt off, you're ripped because you're Bruce Wayne and Selena's like, go get some bagels in the fridge. And like all she has in the fridge are bagels and cream cheese. So somebody knocks on the door. Selena's like, get in the bedroom. And in the bedroom, there's a cat, right? So if you, you're given the option, either come out and be like, Harvey, look at me. I'm half naked and I did things with Selena. Or you can be, you know, a sniveling guy who isn't brave at all like me, and you just stood there, and the cat actually sold you out. So either way, yes, it doesn't really matter. Yes, cat sold me out, too. Cat uh-huh. sold yes. me out, too. That's the same in mine, but mine was a little different, because I was, I was sleeping on the couch, and then when I wake up, Selena's not there, so I go and get, like, my back claw thing, like, like, and then I kind of creep in the fridge and find a bagel and cream cheese, so yes. similar to your playthrough or whatever. And then I think when Harvey knocks, that's when she comes out of the bedroom. She's like, oh, my God, like, who's here? And that's when I grab my stuff and I go hide there. So we all end up in the bedroom, but I kind of stayed on that couch. Yes. So I ended up in the bedroom. I woke up before her. I didn't say anything, and I tried to sneak out. And then Alfred gets in your earpiece and says, like, hey, this might be a good time to look around and find out stuff about her. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah. why are so you in Miss Lena Kyle's house? Yeah, <laughs> you go snooping around the apartment and you find only bagels and cream cheese in the fridge and you pull it out and then knock, knock on the door and Selena comes through and you and she's like, dummy, look at the pile of Batman uniform over there. Go pick that up and run. And she says all of that with her eyes. Yeah. Um, and then I hid in the, the bedroom and then the cat sold me out. And that's when we get into the, the angry Harvey uh, moment. Wow, um, this scene is where, incredible. Yes, it was a great scene. It was a great scene. So Harvey, naturally, is very upset. And I felt like I just had the solution of, like, uh, you don't own her? Um, like, this is, you know, this did not involve you? This is this has nothing to do with you? But well, also, also to add, in case anyone hasn't played the game, in the beginning of the episode, like, Harvey mentions, like, when he was, like, in the hospital, like, no one's visited me, especially Selena. Like, she doesn't talk to me, she hasn't called me, she hasn't come and visited, and she doesn't respond to my messages. So it seems like everything's kind of, like, off at this point. So when he shows up, it's very, like, oh, why are you doing this to me? And she's like, I don't, like, I'm not, we're not dating, man. Like, what, blah, blah, blah. Like what's what's the why is it why are you so mad? And obviously that doesn't get Harvey, who's already like teeter tottering on like being nice, being good, being like righteous, being like it's the worst thing that can happen to him, and another thing that can push him to become two faced, which I guess happened regardless if you sleep with Selena or you don't. Right. So what ends up happening then is Harvey wants to start fighting you, and you have the option of either talking him down or just beating him to another pulp. Um. Boys, what did you do? Talk him down. I tried to talk him down, and I wish I would have just beat him to a pulp. <laughs> 84.7% of people chose to uh, talk him down and not physically assault him. And I also did not... Uh, I was with that majority. I did not beat him up either. As much as it seemed like it might be fun, I was still in my, like, all-in on Harvey, only Selena's not with you, um, you know, playthrough. And, and for some reason, I felt like... like your shoulder was still injured and like Harvey's a big dude whereas like Cobblepot you can kick his knee out and it's over yeah. he's like like Harvey's like you're, if you need to, you need to be in your top physical condition to maybe go after him because he's probably the biggest like most 
dominant looking male in the game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a big boy. He has incredibly broad shoulders, but the thing that really got me here is like he goes full two face for the first time, even to the point where mm-hmm. he's flipping a coin and he's like, "Who's gonna get it first? Like in his like bad guy voice, and it's the first time that for an extended period he is two face, regardless of what's happened to his face. Yeah, yeah and, like, and all of this is precipitated at the beginning of the episode when uh, Harvey admits that his therapist says being exposed to the nerve gas might trigger some things. And at the beginning of the episode, I think we had all told him, hey, like, trust your therapist, take some time, go go get go get some help, take care of yourself. Um, because, I, you know, we've got some insight into what could happen if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um but at this point, like, it's clear that nerve agent or that gas, whatever it is, has really gotten to Harvey's head. Yeah, it, like, it like unjarred something that had been kind of plugged up for a long time. At this point, I'm getting really agitated because, like, <laughs> you're, Thomas Wayne is a cruel person. The whole world knows it. You lost your job as, like, the CEO or, found, like, chairman. Not, yeah, the president or whatever of uh, Wayne Enterprises. Um, no one in the city likes you anymore. You're a villain. You're a mob fraud. All of it is wrong because you're not. Maybe Thomas was, but you're clean. Um, Harvey can't really talk to you or deal with you that much anymore. And it's now Harvey thinks you're sleeping with Selena. And in my playthrough, I didn't. So like, there's that going on. And at this point, you're moving on to that press conference where you have to announce that you are not the CEO anymore and you're passing it on to someone who's great to kind of save face. And you show up to the podium and you're told, just read the script from the teleprompter read the script from the teleprompter, do not deviate from it, don't make a show, and Cobblepot's just kind of egging you on, like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm the best, like, blah, blah, blah. Did you guys read from the teleprompter, I guess, is the not big first chance. one? Not I, a chance. This I basically this, chose the X button option the whole way through. Like, I'm being framed, like, I'm being told to set a lie. I did that too, Mike, but... I felt like it was very forced for you to not read the teleprompter. I almost wanted to do it just to see what, like, they didn't want you to kind of pick. Because it was very, like, you have to not read it, kind of. So I think for me, I got through, because there's, like, four big ones, right? And I got through the first three where I'm like, I can lie here. Like, I'm ashamed. I read it. I have faith in the board. I don't, but I read it. Cobblepot is brilliant. He's a jerk. I hate him, but I'll read it. But for some reason, I got to the fourth option, which are options where the company is in great hands, all of Gotham is in danger, or he'll destroy Wayne Enterprises, and I picked the no response option where I said nothing, and I figured, like, oh, maybe I'll get a pass because I just, like, I didn't read something, right? But regardless, you get taken off the stage as if, like, oh, great stunt there, Bruce, where really, it's not a big I didn't, you didn't do anything. Come yeah. on. Yeah, Come stupid. on. Um, so at this point, you're kind of kicked off the stage. In my playthrough, because I kind of said all the wrong things, you're kind of told to go get off the stage. What a stunt. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, my, my thought process for, like, kind of reading the script, if you read the script in the future... Later on, because Telltale has affected me and how I play this, these types of games, what if it's like now the city remembers you saying, like, why did you say you loved Cobblepot? Why did you say he was going to be a great thing? Because, mm-hmm. like, if he right. gets defeated, that throws everything out of the window. So that was another reason why I said, let's just go honest, 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 keep that going, because at the end, it'll probably come out in the wash somehow. Yep. Um, but once, once you're, once you're kind of shoved away, you're kind of standing next to Vicky Vale um, and talking to her. And this is the point where I was actually was like, 
I, I'm not usually shocked in games, but it did catch me off guard. Like I did have that hunch like you, Mike, but I was not expecting Vicky Vale to stab you in the hand with her pen, which has the toxin, and she unveils. She is a children of Arkham. She's the leader, I guess, of the of the squad. She's I the ringleader. Completely agree, Mo. That like while I might have had some suspicions that she was, you know, a villain. Um, I was not expecting her to make a move in public and whisper in your ear, in your ear that she is Lady Arkham, um, yeah. which so is she, the moment that you realize that she is the big bad villain that you just fought. Yeah. Um, and there's this really cool, like, you know, we've talked about some of the really well-directed scenes in the past, like when there's the flashback to... Um, you know the the Waynes being murdered in the alley. I think this was a cool directed scene where uh, over top of Vicky, there's a quick flash, and she's wearing the Lady Arkham costume um, or uniform, and that's when you know it all happens and you see it. Now, yeah, and it wasn't like. Do, it was- do you think that she is the leader? Like, is she the leader of the Children of Arkham? Because I didn't get that. That's what I picked up from the dialogue. I thought that was the assumption, but then again, I, it's it's kind of like a little hazy in my memory as well. Um, I could have sworn she's either she because the way she said it, I think word for word was I am the children of Arkham. So it's I thought I think when she said that my assumption was she's maybe she's the leader because who would say I am like this organization like I'm that's I where agree. I picked it up. But the Same. one thing that kind of caught me that I caught like afterwards was like so you remember how the she grabbed Catwoman and she's like I know you're here Batman yes like, because exactly. she sent you there so that's yes. why it wasn't no ominous like superpower <laughs> knowing he's here. She, she sent him there, so that way when she showed up with her squad, she's like, just come out, man. Let me beat you up real quick. <laughs> 100%. 100%. That was the exact oh, same thing that clicked in my head, too. You see that, oh, Jacob? Dang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't well, like, I can sense you. It was... Because I just imagine that she was like Vicky Vale, who's helping the children of Arkham. She's not the leader. So you're saying she's the leader. Huh. Okay. Yeah, just because yeah. of that. And, like, another another thing that kind of reinforces it now that I think about it, even at Cobblepot Park, she was calm, cool, and collected in front of Batman, who's being very, like, assertive and, like, give me your information. And she's like, no. Like, who yeah. are you, bud? Like, you didn't even go here. Like, <laughs> I protect my sources. Yeah. yeah like, okay. Meanwhile, she's like, I have this, like, magic freaking um, staff that will knock you into tomorrow. Like, So once she stabs you with the pen, you start going into the, like, deep hallucination. Um, and I think become extremely suggestible and you're offered a bunch of different, you know, dialogue choices. Do you yell out and scream that you can't trust Vicky and that you need to arrest her? Do you yell out and scream about Cobblepot? I said nothing in any of this because I, I felt that if I said anything, what came out of my mouth would not relate to the, to the option. I thought it was like a disconnect between what's happening in your head and what happens with your person. Um, so I thought it was just best to like not say a thing and try and like weather the storm. Uh, but at the very end of it, your Bruce Wayne just starts charging the podium. Okay, so the same thing happened with me because like I I selected yeah. Vicky drugged me, but nothing came out because it was all hazy. Like all the options were like fuzzy as you were losing consciousness, and all of a sudden you just start charging a cobblepot and episode over. Like tune in next week to whatever. Like yeah. So that is the end of episode three the new world order of uh, Telltale's Batman series. Um, boys, what what is your verdict on episode three? Um, I think it was very 
I think the, the biggest cliffhanger so far, I almost want to say it was one of the biggest cliffhangers so in all the Telltale games I've played, just because, like, you're all of a sudden charging Cobblepot, you're Bruce Wayne, it's the biggest, like, middle point of the, the series, and it, it's the, I've never wanted to play another episode more after, like, that moment, but the, like, the gimmicks, not the gimmicks, the visual effects that are kind of flaky, the kind of wonky, like, uh, gameplay mechanics at some points, I like the game, but I think I'm at par of what I've expected. It's not better than I expected. It's not less than I expected, but I do want to kind of continue it and play it through. Yeah, same. I'm I'm really excited to see what comes in the next episode. And for me, one, I didn't realize that Vicky Vale was going to be such a bad, bad like lady. But yeah, two, yeah. I'm going to go back to, I just watched the uh, Telltale documentary that Noclip did on YouTube about the people behind Telltale. And one of the people they got for the doc- documentary was Emily Grace Buck. And she wrote all of the romance in eight of the ten episodes in the Batman series. And like, I just want to like give her a round of applause because like, the romance is really well done, I think. Gotcha. Michael? I I enjoyed this episode. What I appreciated about this episode more than episode one or two is just how quickly it moved. Yeah. I, I felt the only time it dragged is when the very obvious train car gas canisters dead guy were in front of you. Everything else moved at a really good pace. You know, dialogue was important. You make your decisions, you know, less setup and more execution. So really enjoyed this episode. Um, looking forward to playing the next one. So that's it, folks. Um, where can the fine folks find you, Michael? Fine folks can find me in the Discord server. Um, you can go to leftbehindgame.club. Uh, there's a big button in the middle of the site. Um, it'll take you right in, and you can find... Uh, a bunch of great community members. I think one that has been posting a bunch of deals is Control Alt Noob, um, and she is posting a ton of really awesome stuff. A lot of PS uh, PS Plus deals, um, a lot of notifications on what you should get on the Epic Game Stores when that's available. Hop on in, join the community, chat with us all. Um, other than that, you can find me on most social places online at Rufalo M. Jacob, where can the people find you at? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. And if you want to find the show on social media, uh, you can do so at Left Behind Club on Twitter and at Left Behind Game Club on Instagram. Mo? You can find me at Emirati on almost all social media platforms and also in that Discord server. I like snagging those deals from Control Alt Noob and kind of chatting about this podcast, games out that are coming out, and everything in between. Mike, take us home. And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind.